What's up all you light walkers? Welcome to another episode of Inflow with Tyler Hardy. And on today's episode, I've got something really special to share with you guys. It's a tool that I created at the beginning of the year that has really helped me level up in so many areas of my life. And I wanted to share it with you guys as listeners because it's done so much for me in my life that I feel that it's really important to share with you guys and you guys deserve to know what it is. And what that is, is it's the pyramid of self-mastery. This is a tool that I created at the beginning of the year that has really helped me bring a lot more awareness into my life, into these seven distinct areas, which I have found to be really important in regards to being able to live a high quality existence that we all deserve. So throughout this episode, I want you to grab something to write on. I want you to pull out a piece of paper and write out this pyramid with me as we go through it, because these seven areas I've identified as areas that can either make or break your life in a lot of ways. And I think that they're all important and none of them can necessarily be neglected. They all have to get equal amounts of time and love at different points and junctures in our life. So throughout this episode, I want you to write these out, but also in future episodes, I challenge you to think about which areas of the pyramid are we talking about throughout the podcast that you're listening to, because the main theme of this podcast is going to really center around this pyramid. So I really wanted you guys to have this as a tool and a resource to be able to use throughout your journey with me so that we can all grow together and create the lives that we all deserve. So here we go, guys. What's up, all you light walkers? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Inflow. Today is the 4th of July, 2020, and I just wanted to take a moment to express my overwhelming love and gratitude for each and every one of you people that listen to this podcast. Your love and support is what keeps me going and keeps me tied down to my mission and purpose of helping to end human suffering on this planet and to bring a higher quality existence to as many people as we can. So again, I thank you. I know that when you listen to this podcast, you have the main intention of getting better, improving your life in any area that you need, and it is my job to deliver that to you in any way that I can, as best as I can. So again, I thank each and every one of you so much, and I hope to continue to deliver great information for you guys that's going to help improve your quality of life in all aspects. So hopping into this pyramid of mastery. This pyramid of mastery is something that I created at the beginning of the year because I started realizing that I was, you know, not keeping track and I was not inspecting what I expected out of my life. So I needed something that I could refer back to that was going to allow me to keep track of the seven distinct areas that I was able to identify in my life that I truly felt were the most important areas in which we should be focusing our time on and also becoming aware and proficient around. And in doing so, it's allowed me to really be more reflective in my life and take a look at all these areas and also really focus on each area as needed because for a long time what I would do is I would, you know, have struggles in one area and then also say, you know what, my whole life is messed up. And I think a lot of us do that, right? We struggle in one area, our relationship's not going good, we're financially in a bad spot and you chalk up your whole life as, you know, not good, bad, and it starts to seep into other areas of our life and really start to drag us down. When in reality, it's just one area of our life that we're struggling in, not the, not the whole life as a whole. So 
just being able to identify those things and being able to compartmentalize those and be able to break down which areas in my life do I need more work and improvement in versus others is really going to help you guys become, you know, masters of your destiny and being able to shape the destiny that you guys have always wanted and dreamed of. So yeah, let's get into it. So like I mentioned, grab something to write on. Um, I highly recommend it. I'll probably be making a chart as well that you guys will be able to access at some point on like my Instagram or something like that. Um, but yeah, so the first part of our pyramid is our physical health. And obviously physical health is everything. And it's something that I didn't have for a long time. And it's something that I really value now at this point in my life because I understand how important it is because human nature is usually geared around the fact that we don't really appreciate something until we lose it. And I can speak from experience that losing your health is something you definitely do not want to do in your life. And that is why it is the foundation of this pyramid. And in this pyramid, our physical health is everything because it does not matter the car you drive, it does not matter the status that you have, it does not matter the, uh, the house that you live in. If you are unhealthy, then none of that matters. I want you to take a, a second and think. If you were taken out of your life and you were put into a hospital bed and you did not have the normal functionability that you do in your life right now, what would really matter to you? Would you really be caught up in those things that don't matter? Would you be really worried about what people think? Would you be worried about what that TV star is doing? Like, would you worry about the things that a lot of us get caught up in in our day-to-day lives because um, our fight-or-flight response in our mind you know, keeps us busy with things that don't matter? So really think about that. Think about the fact that if you did not have your health and the capacity that you do right now, which is something that a lot of people deal with on this planet, they do not have the functionality that they wish they did because they did not take the time to foster a good relationship with their physical health. How different would your life be? What would really matter to you? And that's something that I really sat on for a long time because coming from experience of losing or being at 300 pounds and then losing all that weight has been a journey in and of itself. And I can tell you right now, live vicariously through me. Like you don't want to lose your health. You do not want to wake up with the brain fog and feeling miserable because it starts to seep into other areas of your life. It starts to affect um, your emotional health, your your mission and purpose, your job, your time, your financial health, all those things. So bringing a high level of awareness around our physical health is really important. And it's something that is really going to help free you because for a lot of people, they, you know, say that your body is a temple. And I agree with that 100%. I think that our bodies should be respected and loved. And there should be a lot of self love evident in the way we take care of our bodies. But at the same time, you do not want to let your body become a cage. And if you don't take good care of it, and it's not vibrating on the frequency in which it is capable of uh, and supposed to be vibrating on, you're going to have a hard time with these other areas in the um, in the pyramid because it is the basis. It is everything. And it's not about the amount of years that we live. It's about the amount of quality years that we live. So a big thing with physical health is respecting it and having self-love and, and deploying that self-love into your life because I can speak from experience that when I was trying to lose weight early on, it was not coming from a place of self-love. It was coming from a place of disgust and a low frequency. And it makes it more challenging and there's enough things in the world that you know cause you to feel down and the last thing that you need to be doing is doing that to yourself so one big thing is i'm going to have people on the podcast that are going to be really highly intelligent in these areas they're going to be intelligent on how to take good care of your physical health um, both like in the gym um, through exercise through supplementation through creating the you know healthy relationships to our foods which i think a lot of us struggle with 
Also on top of that, how to overcome body dysmorphia and deploy more self-love into your physical health. So then that way it's easier to get to where you want to go and you do it from a place of love and not a place of disgust or anger at yourself because really our physical health is something that you can't buy. It's nothing that you can't, it's something that you can't just have. It's something that we have to take care of and foster. And I think a lot of people look at health like it's their right, like it's a guarantee when in reality it's not. Like no one ever wakes up one day expecting to have a heart attack. No no one ever wakes up one day expecting to have that health ailment that happens that could have totally been prevented if we just took the necessary steps to prevent it from happening in the first place. Because one thing that I have learned is that preventative maintenance and taking good care of yourself and fostering that good relationship with yourself is going to make it a lot easier than waiting until something bad happens. And that's just kind of a, a human fault that we experience. I think we've all had is that we wait, we're reactionary. We wait till something bad happens and then we deal with it. When in reality, you know, it's a lot easier just to take good care of yourself from the get go. And even if you're not in good health right now, or you're in a place where you're kind of so-so with it and you're just doing enough to kind of maintain and get by, that's okay. Because the big thing that I want people to do in this podcast as a whole is to bring more awareness to these areas. So if you're doing good with your physical health, awesome. That's amazing. Keep going, find ways to get better, like whatever your goal is with that, that's good. If you're not, that's okay as well. Don't beat yourself up. Don't come from a place of low vibrational frequency where you're condemning yourself because that's not going to solve the problem. You having poor emotions around your physical health is not going to solve the problem. What's going to solve the problem is setting up a plan for yourself, setting up a way to realistically achieve those goals, but also do it from the right headspace. Um, finding the exercise exercise that you like to do is really important because like, I don't think that there's a one type of exercise that's perfect for every single person. This is a one of one journey that you're experiencing. So understanding, do I like to do individual exercise? Do I like to do in, um, exercise that involves like, a group or a team feeling so, like you're more than just yourself? Like it's something bigger than yourself, really identifying what, do, what do I like? What do I want to do? Defining life on your own terms is really a valuable skill that I think a lot of us have willingly give, given away over the years because it's easier to be told what to do rather than spending that time to really go deep and figure it out for yourself. But I'm telling you, spending that time defining the way you want to live your life and the rules and laws in which you govern your life is going to free you ultimately. So really getting into it, physical health is everything. It is so important. It's something that I really emphasize highly in my life now, whereas I didn't before. And now that I do that, when I take good care of myself physically, it makes me feel good about myself. It makes me feel, you know, more confident in other areas of my life. It makes me better at business. It makes me better at time management. It makes me better at the relationships I have with people. It all goes hand in hand. And that's, what's amazing about this pyramid is that when you're starting to succeed in one area, if you kind of ride that momentum and start applying it to other areas of your life, you can kind of piggyback each other off of one another. And it gets you to that point that you want to go to a lot quicker in all the areas, because I know people who are in incredible health, like they have incredible physique, they're incredibly healthy, but they struggle internally or they struggle with their time management or they struggle financially or you know, anything like that. And it, the whole purpose of this pyramid is to find effective strategies on how we can be good at everything, not just certain areas of our life. And 
this is something that I've found a lot of um, passion behind is how can we get better as a whole, not just partially, but how can we get better as a whole? How can you get better as a whole? And I think it's bringing a high level of awareness to these areas. So again, physical health, it's something that at any given moment in your life, you can make that decision. You can make that choice. No matter what your past has been like, you can decide, you know what? I want to be healthier. I want to embody a healthier body. I want to have a better body image. I want to have a better relationship to my food. I want to take the right supplements. I want to seek out somebody who can help me achieve the physical body that I've always wanted. And also at the same time, having, having doing it in the right headspace, which I think is really important just from my personal experience is doing it for the right reasons, doing it because you love yourself, doing it because you want to be here longer for your family, doing it because you want to set a good example for your kids or your nieces and nephews or whoever looks up to you, like setting a good example, breaking generational bad habits. Because one thing that I think is an underlying theme for people who are, you know, around my age, maybe a little bit older, maybe a little bit younger, is that they are becoming aware of generational family issues in regards to poor dieting habits. And they're saying, you know what, enough's enough. And it's up to you, not just for yourself, but for your children, for their children's children to start setting the precedent of what it means to live a high quality life here on earth. And it's a really cool thing. And that's something I'm excited for is I'm excited to, you know, teach my kids one day and my grandkids one day of how to take good care of themselves and love themselves. And I'm excited for all that. That's going to be so amazing. But in the meantime, I want to show other people how to do that and also discover it more for myself. So again, physical health, super important. It's everything because again, think back if you were in a hospital bed and you were having all these health complications, it's what would really matter to you? And one thing I always like to say is that a healthy person has a thousand wishes and an unhealthy person only has one. I'll say that one more time. A healthy person has a thousand wishes and an unhealthy person only has one. So that one wish that that person wants is what you already have. If you have a decent level of health right now, you should be incredibly grateful because there's a lot of people on this planet that do not, they, they made choices for themselves or they even sometimes had choices that were made for them or they didn't even get to make a choice in some ways and they have poor health. So your health is your wealth and it's going to really take you to that next level and keep you living a high quality existence because I've had those near death experiences. I almost died when I was in second grade. I had my appendix rupture and I didn't wake up that morning expecting to have my appendix taken out. I did not wake up. I didn't even know what was going on hardly. I just didn't feel good. And I wasn't expecting that to happen. And luckily, I'm so grateful that the doctors were able to make sure that I didn't die. And I didn't really understand the meaning of that until very recently in my life. I was like, holy crap, my life could have ended. I could have not been here. I could not be here right now. Something could have happened. And we did, I didn't expect that to happen that morning. And then I got home and started recovering. And then it, I woke up one morning and my stitches had broken open and it was just oozing all of this um, infection. And I got a staph infection that really almost killed me. That was more likely to kill me than the actual appendicitis itself. I remember my parents, we lived in the middle of the country, drove me to the hospital as fast as they could. I'm freaking out. I get there. And then the doctor doesn't waste any time, throws me on the table. I remember the, the bright light hitting my face. No pain medication, no anesthesia, nothing. Rips me wide open while I'm awake and starts scrubbing me out with a hydrogen peroxide in, in a brush while I'm awake. And obviously I'm in shock. I didn't, 
you know, I just remember that intense presence that I was having because there was an elevated emotion tied to the experience. So I remember it like it's yesterday. And now that I get to sit back and look at it on a retrospective level of where I'm at now in my life is I am so grateful that that person was able to keep me alive and did what they had to do to keep me alive. And I feel so grateful for that opportunity to live because it, it may not have gone that way. It could have gone a different way. I could not, there's a chance that I could have not been here talking right now. And I look at that like it's a gift. I look at it like there's a reason why that happened. There's a reason why I was kept alive and there's a reason why I'm here. And it's really special. So taking good care of your physical health is really important because I think a lot of diseases that we run into are just, it's pure negligence around our physical health. I, I, was, I heard that one in three Americans get cancer, one in, one in three die from um, heart-related issues. A lot of that's avoidable if we take that time and focus on, okay, what's really good for our bodies? And it's so easy to get distracted, guys. Like, it's so easy to get caught up in, you know, oh, I'm busy, I'm living that fast lifestyle, and I'm sacrificing my health for that job or that money or that relationship with that person rather than taking good care of my, my physical self and my vessel. Um, and there's fast food everywhere that tastes good, and it's just so easy. But when you start bringing that awareness and that self-love into your life, then you start realizing, like, no, I, I love myself. I want to vibrate on a high frequency. I want to be there. I want to be there and actually show up for my day and show up for the people in my life that matter to me. It's really empowering. So getting a good grasp on our physical health is a beautiful thing. And, and I've worked in, a, in industries where I'm around people who are not healthy. And I see the complications that they deal with. I used to work in assisted livings where people are eating 15 pills a day for breakfast. And for me personally, I would rather choose the things that I get to eat and put in my mouth and the, and the supplements that I get to take rather than be forced to take a medication that is not what I want to do. And I don't want that for anybody else on this planet. And I think we can really work our way around that by adopting, you know, more Eastern philosophies, but also tying in. There's a lot of great things about Western medicine as well. Some not so good, but there's, there are good things too. Like in, in acute issues, such as like my appendicitis, those doctors saved me. So I'm super grateful for that. So it's just adopting that mindset, that Eastern mindset with that Western, that Western sided, you know, technology and stuff like that. But above all else, physical health is really important, guys. Finding the exercise that you like doing, finding the foods that you like to eat that agree with your body. I'm never going to tell anybody, you have to do this. This is the only way to do it because I just don't think that's true. I think that genetically we're all so different and that we, our bodies need different things. Um, and we have, it's our responsibility to find those things that our body likes and needs. And to be grateful, if you don't have any health issues, then amazing. I'm happy for you keep it that way because there's a lot of people that don't have that they have health issues they have things that they're dealing with that really weigh them down and and steal a lot of their quality of life in other areas because they have to be mindful of what they're eating or they have to be you know they have to be conscientious and or they have to take a medication and I don't want that for anybody so take it take it from me someone who's lost their health who hasn't felt good for a long time who's identified with not feeling good for a long time that it's easier to maintain it. It's easier to maintain it than to lose it and try to get it back because for some people they can't get it back. So our health is our wealth. Our health is what really matters. That's why it's at the bottom of the pyramid. That's why it is the foundation upon which everything else is built. Hopping into it next, let's talk about the next part of the pyramid, which is our emotional health and our mental health. Because 
at alarming rates, we are experiencing people who are having high rates of anxiety, depression, as well as um, suicide rates are through the roof. And this whole coronavirus thing definitely hasn't helped with that um, because people have been stuck inside, been isolated. It's been really challenging for a lot of people I know. And our emotional health is so important because our inner world is a reflection of what our outer world is ultimately going to become. So when we live in those lower frequencies of fear, um, anxiety, depression, frustration, then most likely the experiences that we have in the outside world, we're going to be attracted to those things that we're going to experience more of that hardship. And one big thing that I've really come to learn is that as we become more aware um, through, for me, at least meditation, that's like my go-to. And I'll get more into that as we start heading up the pyramid a little bit more. But meditation is amazing and it's really helped my emotional and mental health a lot because I've really embraced the elevated emotions that I identify with my life a lot more, which is love, compassion, empathy, um, you know, joy, gratitude. Those are the the frequencies that I prefer to vibrate at. And what's amazing is, is that when your emotional health is not in check or it's not good, or it could be better, that affects you physically too. Because internally, the way that you're vibrating is it tells your body how it should vibrate and how it should operate. And when you've got some sort of, you know, limiting belief or something that's really weighing you down, it tells your DNA how to vibrate. And you're only operating at a, like a minimal capacity. Like imagine that when you have a limiting belief or a lower vibrational frequency, that your body's only vibrating at 50, 50% of its capacity. Like eventually it's, it's not working, right? It's not working the way that it should be. So that's when diseases and other issues start popping up for people because their bodies aren't functioning properly. So our emotional health is really important. The way we talk to ourselves, our internal dialogue, you know, changing key words in our life instead of I'm going to try to do something. It's I will do something. I will find a way to do something. It's that mindset shift. And that's what it takes time. It's something that you got to really be aware of because think of it like this, right? You have an iPhone, you have a cell phone, right? And you always update it, right? You always have the latest software on the phone to make sure it's running smoothly. So that way it doesn't, you know, time out the way the apps don't crash. Why are you not doing that for yourself on an emotional level? We should be updating ourselves frequently. We do that through our meditation practices. We do that through consuming great content. We do that through consuming people, places, and things that really enrich our lives. And we, we do that by fostering a good emotional internal dialogue for ourselves. And in the podcast, we're going to go through that. We're going to go through, you know, some of those uncomfortable moments in my life and other people's lives that I have on the podcast where our emotional health was really piss poor and it really reflected in other areas of our life. And we're going to go through ways of being able to identify how can I get a better emotional health? How can I create the internal world that I need so then that way the external world can manifest itself in the way that I want it to? Because I can say that internally, when you have a better relationship with yourself, when you talk nicely to yourself, when you set up core values and beliefs, it's so much easier to not be affected by anything on the outside. Essentially, instead of getting tied down to that emotion or that emotional response that you have from an external circumstance and, and, and identifying with it, you're able to release yourself from that and let it flow through you so that way it doesn't affect your inner ocean. So that no matter what's going on on the outside, no matter what's going on on top of the water, if you go deep enough into your ocean, it cannot be affected by all the you know turmoil and you know the craziness of life. 
and just realizing that you have the choice to choose if you emotionally identify with those things that happen in your life or if you're going to take them and say, what is this trying to teach me? How is this going to make me better? And just really having that mindset shift, right? And the big thing is with our emotional health is we want to change the lens in which we see the world because there are people on this planet who have a very negative mindset and that's okay because I used to be one of those people and you look for the bad in life and trust me, if you want to look for the bad, you'll find it. You just got to turn on the news. You got to turn on the things that are happening. And there are also people on this planet that choose to look for the good. They look through it through a different lens and they look more for the solutions and they look for the ways to enrich their lives and the lives of the people around them. And it's just a choice. It's a choice of being able to decide, okay, do I want to look at the world this way or do I want to look at it this way? And for a lot of us, we start out looking in a negative uh, lens, right? So it takes a lot of time and concentrated effort to be able to change that lens out. And sometimes you're going to be looking through it through the positive optimistic lens. And then sometimes you're going to get pulled back down and it's just rewiring and updating that software. And that's why I'm a huge fan of meditation for my emotional health, because the way I look at meditation now is like, it allows me to get through the veil of illusion and it allows me to get into the blueprint part of my life. So basically I can access the blueprint. So I create what I want in my mind through meditation. And then I follow it up with intense, massive action right behind it. So then that way I can manifest into the physical world because I think a lot of times, you know, people get on this train of like, oh, manifest anything. You can manifest anything you want. Yes, you can manifest anything you want, but you create it in your mind. You create it through setting the intention, but you have to follow it up with the action immediately after. It's it's, it's critical because I think a lot of people miss that key part. They manifest and a lot of people, if you're not following it up with action, right? If you're not putting in massive action to make those intentions that manifestation happen then the universe can't create that for you you've got to do your part right but i think a lot of it is people have a hard time with that because they have a limiting belief or they have a mindset that's outdated that isn't serving their highest good anymore so really coming in creating a strong emotional health for ourselves creating a good internal dialogue so then that way it radiates outward so then that way we can live a, a heaven on earth because i do believe that it's possible that we can live heaven on earth in a way because we can have those experiences that are amazingly beautiful and we can have those emotional connections with people and with ourselves that are so deep and fruitful that we are just vibrating at the highest possible frequency and it's a beautiful thing and it's something i want everyone to everyone to experience and coming from someone who i'm the anyone anyone who knows me and anyone who really knows me like knows that i, I used to be the harshest critic on myself it was never good enough even when I was succeeding, like doing really well at various aspects of my life and doing great, it was never good enough. It was always coming from a place of lack. It was always coming from a place of, you know, I could always have more. Someone else has more than I do, or, you know, I'm not where I want to be yet. I should have been here by now. I try putting like timestamps on when things should happen. When in reality, that's not the way things work. You got to kind of throw it up to the universe or God or whatever you believe in and just know that they're serving your highest good and that they're guiding you down the path of ultimate fulfillment. So emotionally, just being loving with yourself, being compassionate with yourself, because, for example, as I've learned with myself, I've been able to understand that the deeper and more sympathetic and compassionate I am with myself, the better able I'm to do that for other people. 
when I understand, like when someone's talking to me, understanding what they really mean on a deep emotional level, sometimes it's not always what someone's saying to you. Sometimes it is much deeper than that. And empathically hearing people and understanding, okay, what is this person really trying to say to me right now? It allows me, it's been a lot easier to do since I understand myself on a deeper level. So just understanding that the more deep you go with yourself, the deeper you can go with others. So that kind of pulls me into my next area of the podcast or the, the pyramid, which is our relationships. And I mean relationships, not just in the sense of with other people, that's part of it. Um, I mean, our relationship to ourself, our relationship to whatever created us or whatever you believe in, and then also our relationships with others. Our relationships really determine the quality outcomes of our life. Because when you have a good relationship with yourself, you're able to have a much better relationship with others around you and also have a relationship that is fulfilling and not a give and take. Because I think a lot of us experience when we're in our lower vibrational frequencies, relationships where we're the giver and someone else is taking. Or on the flip side, if you've ever been the taker and someone's been the giver, having the awareness to realize that you know you, you can't do that to someone necessarily. It's got to be a synergistic interdependent relationship that we all need to have with one another and by creating a good relationship with ourselves internally by having that good dialogue by giving ourselves that self-care and self-love which is something that i didn't do for a long time i'm always like a go 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 person but also respecting the fact that you got to take that time and give yourself that love because it is your job to love yourself it's not anyone else's job to be the, the sole proprietor of love for you in your life um, it's your job to love yourself so then that way you know how to love other people. And also loving yourself also gives other people the standard in which you want to be loved. So if you show yourself a lot of love and compassion, you're not going to be around people who don't love you in the same way. So as we deploy and execute more self-love into our life, we are able to find the people that are vibrational, energetic matches to us because we are able to be able to be seen and heard and also see and hear them as well and have that synergistic, deep, fulfilling, intellectual, intellectually stimulating conversations that really enrich our lives. So getting into it, as we have better relationships with ourselves, we're able to have a better relationship with everyone around us, which also opens up for some people, other business opportunities. It opens up relationships where you're able to collaborate with people. It opens up relationships that you end up meeting the person you're supposed to be with through a friend because that person thinks you're a great person for that other person because you are a good person and you deserve that. You deserve everything in your life that you have. So fostering that beautiful relationship with yourself. And I think that a lot of people, myself included for a long time, like I, I used to be afraid to be alone in some ways because being alone with your own thoughts when you're not willing to necessarily confront them can be a really daunting task and scary um, proposition for you. So understanding that spending that time alone and breaking those codependent behaviors that you have are really going to ultimately free you in a lot of ways, not just on a relationship level, but emotionally, mentally, with your time and finances, um, and on a spiritual level as well. So the big thing is just knowing that in our relationships, there's so much gold to be had, or there can be a lot of pain and frustration and just understanding and having the awareness to say, okay, are these people good for me to be around? Yes or no? Okay, yes, great. Identify the things that are good. Also identify the things that aren't so good so you can find other people that can maybe help you in those areas as well. 
Um, and also one big thing too, is being able to redefine our relationships with people because all too often you see the, the couple that's been together for a long time and then something happens and then it's just like the nuclear option. Everything blows up and they hate each other and all these things. And that doesn't necessarily always have to be the case when you don't have to have an all or nothing mentality in that aspect. You can have a relationship where you grow together for a while and then it's okay if you grow apart and it's okay to respect that, that nothing is ever permanent and you cannot have those expectations of other people. The only thing that you can have expectations on is yourself and the way in which you go about your life. And the only thing that we can ever control is our attitude and our actions. So when we control our attitude around circumstances and situations, we have more power. When we control, um, you know, what we think about situations, we're able to empower ourselves because I think all too often we kind of live, a lot of people live in a submissive lifestyle where they're willing to give away their autonomy and their authority. And they're willing to give away their personal power to someone else because they don't trust themselves enough to have it. Having that trust in yourself and in the universe or whatever you believe in is such a powerful thing because you know, you're on the right path. You know, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You know that you're doing what you were meant to do here. So again, our relationships are important. No one can get through this life alone. And there are people that were sent here and they're maybe their secondary objective or another objective in their life is to assist you. The universe and whatever you believe in sends people to you for lessons and for learning and for assistance. And a big thing too, something that we have to overcome is with our egos. A lot of people I know have a hard time taking help from other people. They're taught, oh, you got to do it on your own, right? That's a subconscious programming that no longer has any validity in today's world. To be able to succeed, in my opinion, and live a fully enriched life, you have to have people in your corner that you can accept assistance from when they're able to give it to you. They may not always be able to give it to you, but if they are, take it as a gift and respect it and appreciate it and, and use it to help you get to that next level. So then that way you can pay it forward and reciprocate that energy to someone else who may need it. Maybe someone you know or don't know. So just know that to really live a high quality life, to have all the things you want in life, you got to have good synergistic interdependent relationships with other people. And we do that through listening to people empathically, because I think a lot of people listen to just respond, but they don't listen to listen. And it's amazing when you just listen to somebody and understand them. And then that vulnerability creates more vulnerability, which creates that intimacy and deep connection with others that we need as human beings. We need it to stay alive, to live a really high quality life and not feel like your life is hollow and having a lack of purpose. We've got to have good relationships with others. So tying that back up, um, the next part of the pyramid going up to that is our mission and purpose. What I mean by that is, our mission and what we come here to do and why we're here, there's a reason why you're here. There's a definitely a reason why you're here. Like Gary V talks about there's, you know, the odds of you being a human are what one in 400 trillion. That's an astronomical number, 400 trillion. And you think that you're not here for a reason. You think that you're not special and that you don't matter. That's so far from the truth. So far. Just know that you do matter. And there's a reason why you're here and finding that mission and purpose is such a liberating feeling. 
and it might take some time. It's going to take some time because for a long time, like I had an idea that I wanted to do one thing and then I wanted to do another. And you kind of got to go through some trial and error to really get tied down to your mission and purpose. And I think I'm getting a better grasp on what I believe my mission and purpose is. And what that is, is going into that state of helping people and serving something bigger than myself, because it's amazing. Like I have my own things that I deal with just like anybody else. I'm not immune to it. I'm, I'm a human being just like you. But when I'm on a path of growth and helping other people achieve a higher quality life, everything that I worry about goes away. It's not, it's not a problem anymore. It's not anything that I worry about. Those small things like Tony Robbins talks about people major in minor things. They get so consumed up in things that don't really matter because for a lot of people, they're not tied down to a mission and purpose. They're just going through the motions. They're living a subconscious programming based on what they were told or taught by their parents or, you know, taught in their young years of how to live life and the rules in which you want to live your life. So in my opinion, being tied down to your mission and purpose is probably one of the most important things you can do for yourself. It's that thing that gets you out of bed every morning and says, okay, I'm going to go help somebody. I'm going to go do something. I'm going to make someone else's life better. Wow. What an amazing feeling. How cool would it be to create something that's going to be here a lot longer than you will be? Because when you do this deep inner work, when you do these things that I'm mentioning, the things that I've done and the things that I'm going through and learning from, because there's people that I'm not even close to where I want to be yet, where I'm going to be. I'm not even there yet, but I'm here right now. I'm here sharing the things that I think are important. So then that way I can help someone get on their path or reaffirm their path and where they're heading. I'm just doing what I can right now and that there's beauty in that and understanding that I'm always a work in progress. I'm always, you know, I'm a perfect work in progress and so are you. You're something that's always getting better when you make that assertion and intention that you're going to make it happen. If you're going to get better and you decide that no matter what, I'm going to get better, you will get better. I can guarantee you that. You will get better. And I want that for everybody, but you've got to want that for yourself as well. You've got to want to wake up every day and be like, okay, how can I get better? How can I serve more? How can I be more? How can I love more? How can I give more? How can I do these things? And the universe will present you with those options. It will present you with those, those situations and sees, and sees if you're really ready for it, if you're really willing to do that. And it's amazing. So going back to our mission and purpose, it's something that enriches your life. You wake up feeling called to do it. You don't even have to think about it. It's just something that you know you need to be doing. It's something that you know that you want to be doing. And this doesn't just tie back down to being a job, right? <clears throat> and I think for a lot of people, they look at like mission and purpose, like what am I doing to make money? And that is not necessarily even close to what the true definition of a mission and purpose is. I know people who are philanthropists and people who are humanitarians that don't take home any money hardly just enough to survive and they give and give and give and give because that's their mission and purpose and i know there are people out there who are mothers or you know single fathers or single parents or their parents um you know with somebody and like that is their mission and purpose is to raise their child more consciously and give them a life that they wish that they would have had to help them avoid the pitfalls that they had through their childhood um, some people's mission and purpose is to, you know, be the best surfer that you can imagine that the best surfer of all time, that's their mission and purpose. It's not necessarily tied to money, but it's tied to that accomplishment. And I think that 
when you tie down your mission and purpose to accomplishment and not monetary gain, I think you can really start to see lasting impact in your life. You start to see the real authenticity of life and how much fulfillment it can truly bring you. Because one thing I have learned is that materialism does not fulfill you. It fulfills you for a short period of time and then you get used to the stimulus that it created for you and then it just kind of goes back to where it was. But things that really enrich your life and really raise your frequency, that's your mission. That's your purpose. And I want to help anybody find that. My mission and purpose in life is to be the best person that I can be. And that's a, that's a good that's a good mission and purpose to have that anybody can have. It's just a choice, right? I'm not necessarily putting a, an expectation on it of like, I have to be this thing or I have to do this, but no matter what I do, I'm going to be the very best that I can be at it. I'm going to be the most kind, caring, compassionate that I can be. And also understand that if I'm not, that I'm not going to beat myself up, beat myself up over it. I'm going to understand, okay, what's causing me to not be the best version of myself right now. Having that awareness and having that ability to have that third person viewership over yourself to ultimately better yourself is really a, invaluable tool. So that kind of ties me back into going into the next part of the podcast or the pyramid, which would be our time. Our time is the most valuable resource that we have on this entire planet. And one thing that I noticed that a lot of humans don't value is their time. Point being that I work in life insurance. So I do with people's life insurance, protecting their homes, um, final expense insurance or burial costs, stuff like that, right? You would think that people are like very aware of that. They're like, okay, I need to take care of this, right? More often than not, you hear people like, oh, I need to think about it. You know, I don't know. And in reality, you have to ask and say, well, do you have a guarantee on tomorrow? Because I know that that person that got in that car crash, they they didn't know that that was gonna happen. And had they known that was gonna happen, would they have done things differently? And it's been a really interesting concept. And that's one reason why I do love life insurance so much is because I understand how valuable our time is. I understand how important your time is. And you got to think of your time like you're an investor, right? So you can either choose to invest your time into the experiences, content, people, and things that enrich you and get you closer to your mission and purpose or your goal. Or you can choose to not do things that pull you away from that mission, purpose, and goal. And one thing that I was listening listening to the other day on YouTube was some, some guy talking. I don't know who it was, but he said, are you willing to pay the bill of not choosing? And what he meant by that was, are you willing to pay that tab of making the choice not to better yourself? Are you willing to pay that price versus paying the price of actually going all in and trying to achieve your goals? Are you willing to pay the price of that disappointment or that, you know, bad thing happening by sitting around and not going for it and trying to achieve what it, whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. And that really hit home because regardless of what you do, whether you choose to pursue your purpose or not, or pursue what you want in life, whether you choose to do it or not, you've made a choice. And I would rather make the choice of trying and learning than not doing anything at all and playing the what if game. And the reason I say that is because in in pertinence to time, I used to work in assisted living. So I've seen, you know, probably over a hundred people transition out of this lifetime. And I've seen people who 
have in from what I could see, they look like they lived their life the way they wanted to. They lived life peacefully. You know, they went peacefully because I think that they felt fulfilled and they did what they needed to do. And they felt like they lived a life authentic to themselves to some extent. And I've also seen people that have had a really hard time with it. And it's really a tough thing. And it's something that I want to share with you guys because it is so tough to look into someone's eyes when their life is ending and see if they're struggling with that and having a hard time with accepting that. And they, there's nothing you can do. There's absolutely nothing you can do for them. You can console them, but they can't go back and get that time back. And I can tell you one thing that somebody who is, let's say, for example, someone who's very wealthy has a billion dollars, an old man or old woman who has all this money in the world, right? And they're on their deathbed. They would trade all of that. They would give it all away to somebody for their youth and their time. They would give all that resource and wealth and abundance and whatever you want to call it to someone who's younger than them and trade them for their time because they can't get that back. It's the most viable commodity that you have on this planet. It's, it's all you have. So when you, when you take that personal ownership of your time, you sit there and you go, oh my gosh, like the things that I'm doing, is this making me better or worse? And not having anxiety around it and like panicking because for a long time I'd be like, oh, I need to be somewhere. I need to, you know, I need to be doing this. I should be here by now, but I'm not. And, and why is that not the case? Because our minds want things to happen a lot faster than what the physical universe can actually manifest for us. So we got to understand that it's a journey and a process to get where we want to go and we have to respect our time. And so that's really a big thing with our time. We got to respect it. We got to understand that time is an important thing. It is a man-made construct. So I kind of look at time a little bit differently than I used to because of the fact that I've, I've used a lot of psychedelics in my life. So my understanding of time is a little bit different than, you know, someone who's never done anything like that before, but understanding that time is valuable. And I think that's one thing that psychedelics has taught me is that time is so valuable and everything that you do is so important. And the time you use every day is so important. And that's something that has been really intriguing to me, right? is there are people out there who are incredibly successful in all of these areas. They are physically healthy. They have great emotional health. They have great relationships with their family and the people they care about. They, are, they seem driven. They have their mission and purpose. They're trying to make the world a better place. They have good time management because they understand how important their time is. And they just tie it in really well, right? And I'm more interested in how are those people doing that? Because it's almost borderline superhero if you really think about it. People, you look at them and you're just like, man, this person is a freak. Like, how are they able to do all these things so well? And I think it really comes down to mastering these seven areas and being really good at all of them and being very proficient. But understanding that everybody gets the same amount of time every day. We all get 1,440 minutes a day, but there's a huge gap between people who are succeeding and not su succeeding in their own rights. And I don't just mean just money. I'm talking about in all aspects of life, but how are they doing it? Identifying what core beliefs they have. And if you're really wanting to get somewhere in your life on any one of these levels, go find someone who's doing it. If you really want to get in good shape, go find someone who's in good shape and learn from them. But above all else, don't just go take from them. Think of how can I add value to their life? Because when you do that, that is how you get what you want in life. You add value to others' life and then they give they give back to you or the universe gives to you. So think of it, right? I'm kind of going back a little bit to emotions slightly. Life is like an ATM, right? Can you make a withdrawal 
without making a deposit first? No. So think of it in regards to humans and what you want in life. If you want something, you got to make a deposit first. You got to show interest. You got to, you know, give to receive. So when you go to seek out people who have what you want or where you want to be, think of it more like this. Think of how can I add value to this person's life so then that way they can share the information with me that I need. That way it goes back to relationships as well, is how can I have an interdependent relationship with this person where it's synergistic, where we are both mutually benefiting from this interaction? And that goes back to time, right? Because respecting people's time and respecting how valuable their time is is so amazing. Because trust me, I get frustrated sometimes. Like, I'm not perfect. I get frustrated when I go to a life insurance appointment and someone's not there or someone basically came out and just wasted my time. But at the same time, I don't show that to them. I don't take that out on them. I just get frustrated. I get frustrated at times because I'm like, girl, I wish you knew how valuable our time was because if, if you truly knew you, you wouldn't be wasting your time or my time and just understanding. So it's one thing you got to realize is that not everyone's going to have the same viewpoint with you about time and how valuable it is. So identifying and aligning yourself with the people who value their time will get you where you want to go. So time is important. It's the most valuable resource that we have. Um, We'll talk more about it in subsequent episodes, but time is important. So ask yourself, am I spending my time wisely? Am I investing my time into things that are making me better or making me worse or not doing either one of those things for me, which in turn makes you worse? So just know that your time is so valuable. You've got the same amount of time as everyone else every day, so no one's at more of an advantage that you're at with your time it's just how you use it and how you choose to deploy your time and and share it with the world so hopping into the next aspect of the pyramid is second from the top which is our financial health so i believe that in order to really obtain good financial health um you know we got to go back and look at the things that have caused limiting beliefs around our financial health for example um we get taught at a young age of like our parents hearing our parents say, Oh, we're not made out of money. Um, we're, you know, who do you think we are? You know, we can't afford that. Put that back. You know, it, it sets that mindset on a subconscious level when you're a kid of like, I can't afford this. Like I don't deserve to have money or you're taught that, you know, money is the root of all evil, which is so far from the truth. Money is an inanimate object that has no life to it. Um, the way people obtain money sometimes isn't good or the way they spend it isn't good. Right. But that's their personal provocative and we should have a healthier relationship around our money. I look at money differently now because two years ago I was homeless, like on the verge of being homeless. I was within a day or two of being homeless and luckily it didn't end up going that way. But I remember there was a time when I had literally no money. I had maxed out credit cards and I found a gift card that had literally $7 on it. And that $7 bought me a couple cartons of eggs to get me through the week. And that was everything that I had. And I remember sitting there and just feeling so drained and so like hopeless. Like I had like no hope that anything was going to turn around. And then I just had this moment of like, no, I have to figure this out. This has to work. And then I remember you know, seeing from a job fair that I was, um, there was a job that I was trying to get that I had tried to get that I didn't get before. And I literally kicked their door down and said, I'm ready to work. Let's do this. Like when I went to the interview, I was very assumptive. I was like, I'm going to make this work. And I did. And everything's been different ever since then. I haven't really had to worry about money as much, but at the same time, now that 
I have it, it's a completely different set of problems that you deal with in regards to respecting it and using it properly and not wasting it and not having a wasteful mentality around money. So money is a really interesting thing, right? It's something that a lot of us have energetic blockages around because I think it, it stems from a place of feeling unworthy or you kind of hit those plateaus, which is something that I've experienced too, is like you just can't break that ceiling of, you know, I can't make more money than this or, you know, I, it's going to be hard for me to do this. So you find a way not to do it. You self-sabotage or you find a way to, you know, basically not hit the goals that you have for yourself. So the big thing with finances is just knowing that it is part of the game that we play. It's something that comes from, in my opinion, I kind of look at money differently now. I look at it more like it's a measuring stick for how much value we add to other people's lives. Um, and I'll say that again, it's a measuring stick for how much value we add to other people's lives. And what I mean by that is instead of looking at like, oh, I'm trying to earn X amount of dollars within this X amount of time frame, I look at it more like, how much value do I need to add to someone's life? How much do, service do I need to provide? How well do I need to provide that service to be able to have that financial reward? And when you do that, you start looking at it more objectively. You start looking at it more of an, in an organic way and you don't have a negative mindset around money because for a long time, like I, I would feel guilty if I made too much money because I think that one thing that I dealt with was and I think this is something I've talked to a few friends about too, is not making more money than what your parents made and like feeling a guilt around that and feeling guilty for the fact that you're having success because it's more than what your parents did or you're worried that your parents might feel a certain way if you make more money than them, like you're more successful, which is so far from the truth. So being able to knock down those limiting beliefs of like, I do earn, I, I do deserve that amount of money that I'm earning. I am providing this much value. I'm providing so much value that people are willingly giving me this money and I'm, and I'm ethically earning it the right way is, is really empowering. And it allows for more of a flow and abundance of money in your life and understanding that you want to spend your money on the right things and, you know, not waste it on things that don't really matter because if you had no money, and something happened and you look around and you look around all these material items that you have, those don't pay the bills and those don't make you feel good during those times. Those don't make you feel safe and secure just because you drive that really nice car when you have no way to make the car payment. So just knowing that there's a sense of security that you can create in your life with having a good financial health. And we do that through setting a plan, paying ourselves first, um, you know, setting aside certain amounts of money, budgeting for, you know, things that are coming up and not just free spending our money. Or, you know, if you're having a hard time making money or you're in a bad financial position, which, you know, I think a lot of us have been in, none of us ever talk about it with each other because it's kind of like your personal thing that you deal with. But I know there's a lot of people that struggle financially out there um, in one form or another. They don't have money or they have a lot of credit card debt or et cetera. It's just knowing that if you get the opportunity to get yourself out of that situation, you've got to respect it and know that once you're out of that situation, you need to bring more awareness to that, that mindset in that area. Because if you don't, then you're going to repeat the same pattern again and again. So that's why you see people who go and win the lottery and they win $50 million in a year. And then they end up within four years being back to where they started because they don't understand how to respect their money because they aren't used to being in that, that state of having that much wealth for themselves. And here's the other thing too, is not tying yourself up necessarily into the amount of money you have, like determining your self-worth, which I think a lot of us do, right? It's so easy, you know, to sit there and be like, well, you know, if I had all this money, then I wouldn't feel bad about certain things and et cetera. 
But in reality is if you don't have that money, realizing that you're whole without it, you are a whole individual being, you are a multidimensional being, you are an amazing person, regardless of the money that's in your bank account and not identifying your self-worth to the amount of money that you have in your life. Because when you do that, you set yourself up because someone's going to have more money than you, or you're not going to have it. And you're going to feel really bad about yourself. When in reality is it's like, are you a good person? Do you have good relationships with people? Yes, I do. Okay. Are you in good physical health? Yes, I do. Yes, I am. Um, do I have good, um, emotional health? You know, probably not if you're dealing with some financial issues, you know, but not letting those one area of your life determine the quality of the other aspects of your life necessarily. Right. Um, so not getting tied up in the amount of money that you make, I think is really an important thing. And also it, it repels you from the money that you want. The thing that you want the most when you, you know, try to like squeeze it and like force it into your life is a surefire way of not having it. So just allowing the universe and throwing up your financial worries to the universe and saying, okay, I'm willing to do the work to make this happen, to get myself out of this spot. And I promise that, you know, in the event that I do get out of it, that I'm going to make this, never make this mistake again. So I think, I think it's big, it's huge to, you know, respect our money, but also have a different viewpoint around money and realize that it it's a fuel source and an energy source to you know create security in our life it's a fuel source or an energy source to create experiences for ourselves and the ones that we love and that's all it is that's all it is it is not who you are as a person it has nothing to do with who you are as a person because i'm sure that at some point in your life you have met someone who is homeless who is like the most kind uplifting person that you could ever imagine but in society's terms they have nothing that they should be miserable and, you know, all these things, when in reality, not the truth. They're some of the happiest, most joyous people you'll ever meet. And you go, how are you like that? And you have nothing, financially speaking. And they realize that there's a lot more to life than just being tied down to the amount of money in their bank account. And I think that's something that weighs on a lot of people, myself included, for a long time, where I determined a lot of my value on the amount of money that I had. And I think that that sets you up for a very slippery path to be heading down. So if I can urge you to avoid that, I would highly recommend it. But we also need to have some sort of desire for money to an extent, you know, even if that's just to cover your bills and give you enough time to be able, be able to pursue your hobbies and passions. I think we got to find out, find a happy medium for each and every one of you. And what's cool is like, I always say, you get to determine that you get to decide you know, what to you is good for you financially. Some people want to have a lot of money. Some people don't. And guess what? That's awesome. Either way, it doesn't make you more or less of a person depending on the amount of money that you have. So as soon as you can get past that, then you can really not become identified with that one key core aspect of your life that is essentially causing issues in other parts of your life. Because you look at divorce rates and stuff like that across the board and they, most of them are contributed to financial struggle, right? More or less than anything else, if you handed that couple a bunch of money, they would be fine. But they get tied up so much in their finances. And I saw this happen with my parents where everything kind of revolved around money. And when money was good, then everything was good. When it wasn't, then there was a lot of turmoil in the relationships. So taking good care of our financial health, taking good care of our financial literacy, learning more about money and respecting money, it's something that's really important and it's something you can't deny in your life. Um, we all need it to live, but the way that you view it, it's completely up to you. So wrapping that up, the last tippy top part of the pyramid, and this is something that's really, uh, 
the reason why I'm doing this podcast is the thing that sparked this podcast is spirituality. And spirituality is going to look different for every single person. It's not going to be the same for me as it is to you. It's going to look completely different. And I hope it does because I think that authentically we all have to define what spirituality means to us. And for some people, spirituality goes through the form of religion where they're told to, you know, believe in what they've been told to, which is completely fine because some people like that. They love feeling that sense of community and believing something very similar to other people. So again, it's your job to define your spirituality and define what, what that means to you. What that means to me is the ability to tie it all in together, everything below the financial, the time, the mission and purpose, the relationships, the emotional health, the physical health, tying all those things together to create a high quality existence for ourselves. I think that is what spirituality is. I think that spirituality is being connected to whatever you believe in, whatever created you, your higher self, your higher source, whatever you want to call it is being connected to that, knowing that you're guided, loved and protected and supported through this earth walk that you're having. Because I do believe that we are spiritual beings having a human experience, not humans having a spiritual experience because you're, Spiritual journey starts when you have your physical body, when you're born, and then it ends when you die. At least this part of the spirit, your journey, that spiritual journey. So therefore, it is your body's journey that you're having, and your spirit is guiding it through this physical plane. And that's something we'll talk more about and you know, kind of get into more. And, and we all have different opinions and varying opinions on spirituality, and we're learning a lot more about it. Um, I think one of the biggest lies we've ever been told in our lives is that we're like these linear beings and that we're not multidimensional. And I think that we're really debunking that and we're becoming spiritual beings and really starting to learn how to integrate spiritual beliefs and old, old teachings into our modern day society. And I think spirituality is a beautiful thing. And I think that it's something that takes time. And it's something that's a never ending journey. And what I believe now may not be different or may be different in five years from now. And that's completely okay. And having that openness and understanding that, you know, there's a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes that we may not even be able to completely understand or feel necessarily, but just knowing and having that certainty, even in uncertain times that everything is going to work out for you and knowing that you are loved and supported um, by more things than just than what you can see. Um, so being spiritual is something that I think that you define it on your own terms. It's something that is of your highest essence and being able to define that and live that and embrace that is something that's really beautiful. And, and like I was saying, guys, I was not born into a religious household. I was not told to believe in a certain God. I was not told to believe in a certain philosophy or standpoint and I was taught a lot of really good core values I learned a lot of my love and compassion for people from my mom and I learned a lot of like the hard work and you know going to get what you want in life from my father and it's just I, I have really amazing parents and they, they deal with their own things you know what I mean and you know it's been they've each had their own journey in a lot of ways but I love them for who they are and it's really amazing you know, as I spend more time around them, as I get older to really see, okay, wow, I am like my mom in this way. I am like my dad in this way. And there's a lot of great qualities in them that I really enjoy. And there's a lot of things that I don't enjoy either. So, you know, deciphering what things I like and what things I don't like and being able to take those with me. 
but I have a lot of friends who um, whose families are very highly religious people, which I think is awesome in a lot of ways. But interestingly enough, um, they have kind of disbanded and broke away from that religious teaching, which I found to be very interesting and cool because they are, in my opinion, looking for a way to define spirituality on their own terms. And I've watched a lot of them do that, which has been really awesome because I think in life, you know, that's not a one size fits all for every single person. I think that there um, are multiple solutions to get people where they want to go. And also knowing that people want to go, they're going to go to different places than where you're going. So not imposing your belief system or pushing other people to believe in what you believe, but more or less take the time to say, why do you believe what you believe? I'm curious. I want to know why you think that way. And being able to deeply connect with people, I think is a beautiful thing. And when you take that standpoint, it's easier to do. But above all else, guys, spirituality is, like I said, it's the ability to tie everything in and make it whole and to be whole and knowing that you're always whole. And you're never not whole. It's just a belief system that you're not whole that's causing you to feel that way. But knowing that at any, at any given point in your life, you are whole. But in regards to spirituality, being able to tie these things in, being able to take good care of our physical and emotional and mental health to get us better relationships with people, which eventually will probably lead us to a mission and purpose that is something greater than ourselves. And then also being really great with our time management and then also having good financial health, being able to tie all that stuff in and be good at every single thing that we're doing, not just some of the things, is what is going to get you to that life that you want to live. Not being good at one of the things, not being good at three of the things and, and bad at the other ones. Being good and proficient at all of them to some degree is what's going to really get you that well-rounded life that all of you deserve. And I know a lot of people deal with the feeling of worthiness. That they feel like, you know, someone else is worthy of this, but not me because of the way I was raised or the fact that I was told that I was unlovable or the fact that I was told that I wasn't good enough by my teacher or whoever. And that that couldn't be for me. That life that a lot of people have that, you know, I can only dream of. That's not for me. That's for someone else, which is so far from the truth. If you're listening to this and you resonate with any of that stuff where you feel unworthy and you feel like you're not good enough, I'll tell you right now, that is not the truth at all. And that is a subconscious programming that you're believing and you're making that choice to believe it, even if you didn't make that choice. So now, now that you've heard this, you know that you can make that choice. You can bring your awareness to the things that have been holding you down for such a long time. And I think that's such a liberating thing. And one thing that's been really amazing with spirituality and one reason why I highly encourage if you feel the calling to pursue a more spiritual aspect or um, viewpoint of life is I've learned the ability to be alone but not be lonely because a lot of times in life there's a lot of people that are they surround themselves with people so that they don't feel lonely but in reality they're still lonely. And what I mean by that is since I've been able to, you know, foster and cultivate a relationship with the universe and, you know, communicate with it in my own accord, of course, I don't feel lonely. I don't feel like I have to put the responsibility onto others to keep me entertained or be around people so I don't feel like I'm alone or I'm stuck with my thoughts because I feel that I'm connected and I got a sound bath personally about around my birthday last year and it was just absolutely insane because once that happened, I started seeing a lot of numerology and numerology is, is really a fascinating thing. I think it helps you stay present. I mean, that's a huge reason why a lot of people like it and why the universe does that. 
Um, but also it helps you communicate. The universe uses numbers and I see hundreds and hundreds of numbers a day on street signs and license plates. And the universe is in constant communication with me. And I'm always looking up what the numbers mean because that's how they communicate with us. Um, that's one form of communication with the universe or whatever is looking out for us is I'll be driving and see the same number like 30 times in one day. And it makes me realize like I'm in flow because if I wasn't, then I wouldn't be seeing these things. And you know, coming from someone who is, you know, I would say borderline atheist a couple years ago, a few years ago, because I didn't really believe in anything, but I also didn't necessarily believe in bad things either. I just had a zero belief system in anything. Um, it's been a, an eye opener to see how interdependent the relationship with me and the universe is and how you have that access at any given point. You just got to open your eyes to that possibility and, you know, be willing to accept the messages that the universe has to deliver to you. Because, again, the universe is indiscriminate. It does not choose who is worthy and who is unworthy. You choose that for yourself. You choose if you're worthy or unworthy. And once you choose that you are worthy and truly embody the emotion ahead of the experience, that's when the magic starts happening in life. And that's what spirituality is to me. And it's a beautiful thing. I think it's something that has really altered the trajectory of my life. And if you ask me five years ago, if, you know, I thought my life, if you gave me a preview of what my life would be like now, I would not believe you whatsoever. I, I would think you were messing with me. And I want as many people to experience that as possible where they go from like their lowest of lows, to these like monumental highs that, you know, even for themselves, they turn around and they're like, holy crap, I climbed that mountain and I made it all the way here. And I didn't even think this was possible. I didn't even know that this was part of the destination and the journey. And like, I really encourage people to take that, that time to do that deep inner work. So then that way they can get themselves to the top of their own peak and look back and look down on the valley and say, wow, holy crap. I made it all the way through everything that I thought was going to kill me and look at this beautiful view. And then, you know, have that immense amount of gratitude knowing that you didn't necessarily do it yourself, that you did it with the universe or you did it with whatever you believe in. And I think that's really a beautiful thing. I think that we all have immense potential. We are unlimited beings living in an unlimited universe. And the second that you start realizing that and that you are part of everything and that the same thing that created the mountains and the stars created you as well, then you've got a, you know, got a real upper hand in life because a lot of people I don't think feel that way because of, you know, what we were taught and what we were told to believe in life, that we were separate from everything, we're separate from everyone which is not true. And that's one reason why I love, you know, things that have happened in my life, like the EDM community, because people are so connected there and they love one another for the most part. And it's been beautiful. I've made it, made and cultivated a lot of beautiful relationships with a lot of amazing people that I wouldn't have necessarily met if I wasn't in that, in that community. So it's just a beautiful thing. And I'm really grateful for all the things that have happened in my life. And and since I've received all the so many blessings in my life and, you know, I've worked for so many things that I have in my life, I want to share that with everyone. Because if I can do it, if some kid from a town in Texas with 800 people can do this and, you know, make their life a better thing and really take themselves to levels that they didn't think were possible, then I don't see why you can't do it. There's no reason why you can't because the only thing that's stopping you from doing it is the, the same reason why you haven't been able to do it in the past is that you believe in something that limits you, that makes you think that you're limited or that you're not worthy of something, which is so far from the truth because we're all worthy. We all deserve love and we all have the ability to give love and it's, it's an amazing thing. So wrapping this whole podcast up, um, one thing that I will be asking every single guest that I have on the podcast is what does it mean to be in flow? 
because being in flow is the most amazing euphoric feeling one could imagine. It's better than any drug that I've ever used. Um, I don't want to say drug, any medicine that I've ever used, any sort of, you know, mind altering substance that I've ever used. It's the most amazing feeling just being intensely clear, connected with your higher self, being your higher self where there's no gap between you and your higher self. You are, you're embodying your highest expression of yourself with high vibrational frequency of love and compassion and kindness and unity and really giving and presenting your gift to the world without love or bias. And for me, being in flow is really just feeling and for the longest time, I didn't feel. I turned off that ability to feel because sometimes it's really heavy to feel. It's heavy to feel some negative emotions and feel the emotions of others. But when you do that, you rob yourself of so much fulfillment and the, the fruitfulness of life and the you know infinite possibilities that life offers you when you turn off to that. So for me, it's really just feeling. It's It's not questioning myself. It's being in a timeless state where time doesn't even exist. It's just one of those things where you're not thinking and you're just doing and you're just being and you're, an ex- you're existing and you're really getting the most out of your time and, and sharing that with others and bringing that goodness into life and, and bringing a lasting impact because nothing makes me more happy in life than when someone I know or someone I barely know reaches out to me and says, Hey man, like I appreciate that time. You actually listened to me that time that you, you know, that podcast that you posted that really helped me kind of turn the tides and really get me on the right path. Like that's what really lights me up and fulfills me. Everything else doesn't matter. And what matters to me is, you know, making that lasting impact. So when people hear my name, they think of only good things. They think of, man, that person really, really cares about me. And that person really makes me feel like my life matters. And then really getting you to believe that for yourself, because I can believe it for you all that you want, but you got to believe it yourself. And if I can help you do that in any way, if I can plant a seed and then give you the water to water it until it turns into a beautiful flower, that's an amazing thing. So just know that this is a journey. Um, it's a huge, it's a huge thing that you're embarking on, but you came here for a reason. You didn't just end up here by accident. Uh, things like that don't happen. The universe doesn't make any mistakes ever. So just know that you matter and that what you're doing here matters and that once you start embodying that belief and truly feel it at your core level, that's when magic starts happening in your life. And this this podcast I really poured a lot into because this pyramid has really meant a lot to me. It's been something that, you know, I really wanted to test out and see if it would make a big difference in my life. And, and it has so far. And I can only see myself getting better with it and respecting and honoring it even more and using it, you know, on a deeper level to get myself to that next level. But having something to refer back to, something that's very solid, a foundation is really important in life to be able to get to that next level. Um, Or if you fall back, at least have something firm to stand up on. And above all else, um, you know, I've got a lot to learn. I'm still still a human being just like everybody else. I still have things that I want to get better at, but... I'm committed to that. And I know that if you listen to a podcast like this, you've got some sort of interest in getting better. And I really hope that the information that I was able to share with you guys today has really made a lasting impact. And above all else, I want you to execute it. I want it to be execute, execute, execute. Because 
if you really value your time and you love yourself and it matters to you and your life matters, you're not going to just take this information and just be done with it. You're going to take it and think and really contemplate how can I apply this to my day-to-day life? Which areas of my life in this pyramid have been a challenge for me? Which areas have come to me very easily? Which areas have I kind of just been, you know, like nilly dilly on and have I, you know, not really put a lot of time and effort into um, which area, if I focused on and gave a really amazing effort towards, would drastically change the course of my life? And really thinking on an internal level and, and really contemplating, okay, where can I get the most value out of my time? Because in the 80-20 principle, it talks about 80% of your results come from 20% of the things that you're doing, and the other um, 20% come from the 80% of the time that you're spending things on. So basically really identifying, you know, what 20% of your action is bringing you that 80% and bringing even more of that into that, into your life. The things that add high amounts of value to yourself and the lives of others around you is the things that you should be spending most of your time on. So hopefully I gave you a lot of things to think about. Um, again, I appreciate every single one of you so much. If you love this episode, be sure to leave a five-star review. On top of that as well, if you really loved it, please share it with somebody who you think would benefit from this, someone who has maybe struggled in certain areas of their life that really benefit or someone who's doing really well that just needs something to kind of follow along to or even take their game to the next level. So above all else, I love each and every one of you. Go make a lasting impact in the world. Go be nice to someone. Go give some love to somebody who needs it more than you do. And I promise you, the universe will pay you back. Anyways, Ty Lightwalker. See you guys later. Peace.